I, that's an in-character thing. <laughs> All right. But, uh, yeah. I also think we need more licking in-character. Of course. But we are back with our Baby 15th Nation. session. Taking another dive into the unknown, the uncharted, and the unexplored. Tonight's title is Rabbit Holes Part 2, and I am eager to see what the party decides to do next. So, without further ado, let's get right into it. Theodore bestowed upon the rest of you wisdom which took all day to obtain, and even got him some unwanted attention, and you are all back at the house. Uh, before going to bed, is there anything all of you would like to do before we progress and go into the next morning. Nah, we got a lot to sleep on. If I recall, Theodore was falling asleep at the end of last session. Yeah. Alright. Go ahead and uh, adjust your music box accordingly. So, we're all going uh, straight to sleep? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Let me go ahead and make sure to move you to the house map. Lock one estate. And as this is going on, can everybody please go ahead and give me a wisdom saving throw? Why? God. I really appreciate it. <laughs> For the love of God. <laughs> oh, the humanity. Gotta move on the yard. A day. Hey, that one, baby. Let's fucking go. No. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh, let's go. Why is everybody rolling with advantage or disadvantage? I have advantage on them. Oh, okay. Did it wrong? Well, you, you got two nat fucking 20, so I'll, I'll let it slide. <laughs> Spicy as hell, though. I apologize. I got yeah, a you're good. You got a 16? Yeah. I got a 4 okay. with advantage. Okay. Um. I got a 7. So, real quick, who got a... Uh, who got below a 14? I did. Raise your hands. Okay. Micah. Virian. Anyone else? Oh. Theodore. Okay. Uh, Am I Amber at the house right now? Do you want me to roll? Uh, yes. Also, you'll probably it's come Amber back and, like, pass out. Oh, okay. You know, he, he came back late. Well, what? Also, you... I would have stayed up and, and waited for him. Stupid hoe decided to leave the house. What'd you get, Amram? Oh, uh, is this like a sleep thing? Yeah. I can't sleep. Well, let me rephrase that. It's a vision thing. Well, eh, I eh, fuck it is a sleep thing. I guess you're uh, you're not sleeping. Is it putting somebody to sleep or? No, it's not putting somebody to sleep. Well, um, no, I guess because you're a sorcerer, you do get your uh, spell slots back on a short rest. Uh, so you don't need a long rest. That's my warlock. That's my warlock. Oh, uh, and I don't need to sleep to benefit from a long rest. I, I can do simple tasks now. Like read my book. Mm. Okay. Um, <clears throat> noted. Well, uh, well then for the three of you, uh, everyone else, you either chill and meditate just fine enough and have a pretty peaceful night. But for, for the rest of you, you don't. And sort of Theodore. <laughs> Give me one second while I go ahead and change the music. What that? I'm scared. Roll raggy. <laughs> Just coconut mall <laughs> starts playing. 
Theodore. It's been some time, and all of your friends have gone on their own adventures, written their own books, have had their own, you know, few of their own stories to tell. Uh, and you're sitting at a desk. Same job. You're about 65, 66 years old now. And you haven't really done much with your life. You begin realizing and thinking about all the missed and past opportunities you had. And you're in a very empty space. You're taking down some notes, putting a stamp on them, bringing down a few more notes, putting another stamp on them. You keep doing this. And you hear from behind you uh, Adele's voice begging and beckoning you to come on their next adventure, that there's a new ruin that they really want you to come check out with them. What do you do? I will get up and go. You try to get up, but you can't. You strain against the table, against this old rickety chair. You can't. You can't move. Your hand keeps doing the same motion. Stack after stack of paper, and time begins to warp in the stream as you begin to pile up high. And now it gets to the point where you're seeing more and more wrinkles. Your hand, your body becomes a little bit more withered. You hear voices from the rest of the party beckoning, begging you to get out, to do something, to come on with them, join them on their journey. Do you say anything? I'd, uh, I'd like to try to get up. Go ahead and give me a strength. Uh, hey, guys, wait check. for me. Strength check? Yep. <clears throat> er, athletics, sorry, but no, yeah. Okay. Oh, um, I don't know what the plus five's from. <laughs> Noted. That shouldn't die. That shouldn't be active right now. That's from my researching. Uh, <laughs> so. 23. Yeah, you succeed. You strain your muscles, and you, as you do so, you're able to get up, but you think you hear a, a crack and another snap as the force that you've put on the table snaps one of your bones, uh, the remainder of it crumbling to dust. <sighs> Breathe from the door behind you. Uh, blows it away and you fall to the ground uh, your leg giving out you look up and you see coffins beautiful weight coffins of all of your party members and of other members from your uh, museum they've done their deeds written their papers have gone on to do other things and they've passed away and as you look to see all of the trophies mementos and great tales there's only one name that's not up there. And it's yours. Virian. You awake on a beautiful summer day, the wind blowing by your face, barely a cloud in the sky, and the soft grass beneath your feet. Beneath you, you get up for a minute, stretching, and as you turn to your left, you see your old home, your old village. You see your brother, 
your sister's your dad and they're all playing with each other and they they see you oh she's awake come on little one come on little dove come play with us I, uh, brush myself off and I take off towards them. Yeah, you get there and you're embraced by them. They're so happy to see you. Is there anything else you say or do? just uh, look at look at my dad I look at my sister I look at my brothers um, so what are we doing we're playing to save a life uh I look down at uh, my sister, Yuka. Did do you come up with that one? And as she smiles and reaches out a hand, well, I, and a sword <laughs> impales her, specks of blood flick across her face. Um, she begins <coughs> before dropping to the ground. The scene around you, spins and changes water crashing against your back against your face you see 21 as zariel with a flick of their sword pushes 21's body away you see the rest of the firebrand six as they shout out calling out battle tactics trying to do something you see dalaran holding an orb <coughs> and 21 looks at you grasping at your feet i couldn't you save me Uh, I just kind of step away from him. You uh, step away from him, only to be met by another grab at the ankle. Farrick pulls himself up from this bog-like water. Or may. Farrick, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought you and Rain could handle it. I thought you feel a tug at your shoulders, you turn around to see a very dead version of Theodore. Am I going to be next? No! No! And as you look across the way, as everyone else begins to kind of dim out and fade into this black substance like wisps of smoke you see Micah standing a sword impaled through him onto the cobblestone floor he's gasping trying in vain to get up but a boot gently puts itself on his chest you begin to hear a sickening crack crack another snap as he begins to look as if it's caving in you see a dark cloaked man with silvery hair and a very old dark sword at his side 
What about this one? You uh, think you can keep me bound forever, child? Uh, I scream, get off of him! And I run towards Micah. All right, uh, you charge, what do you do? Do I have do I have the rose on me? You do. Uh, you have all of your regular equipment, although blood is still staining your tunic. And he just looks up and gives you a toothy, sinister smile. Alright, yeah, if he's just standing there, I will uh, pull the rose out and uh, activate it, saying Vershonen. I grip it in both hands, and I'm going in for a swing. Right. You swing and you decapitate him. He falls to the ground, dead. The head rolls and rolls before looking up at you with the same sinister, sickly smile. And to your left, you see Micah taking in his final breaths, hand outstretched towards you. Yeah, I, I go, I go, I crouch down, I grab him, I, I cradle him in my arms. I'm gonna put a pause on your dream for a moment as we transition back to Micah. Micah, you are... What, what would Micah be dreaming of if it were to start out as a good dream? If we were starting out as a good dream, Micah would probably be uh, either in the garden with his family doing something. Yeah, that's probably where it would be. Long ago when he was a child in the garden studying with his mom and dad. Perfect. So, that's where you begin. Studying with your mom and dad, except in this world, in this time, you made a different choice. You thought you were going to leave, but instead you decided to stay. And your family didn't die on the day they were supposed to die. In fact, you've lived peacefully with them for some time. They're a little bit more understanding, and your mom turns to you uh, putting a hand uh, with a wave of it, Mage Hand kind of lowers your book a little bit. Well, come on, dear. Won't you want to help me plant these last few ones? Uh, I know they're your favorite. I'm a bit busy on this. Leox has asked me to finish studying before I meet with him tomorrow. Your father comes up behind you, putting a firm hand on your shoulder. I'm proud of you, son. You stuck with it. You couldn't have asked for anything more. I know we've been hard on you, but you've made, a f- made us proud. Hey, yes, uh, of course, but as I said, I really must pay attention to this. And what is it you're reading? Oh, the six different forms of swordplay. Truthfully, it's all slipping through my fingers, but I figure if I keep going back through, maybe I'll retain enough to impress him tomorrow. And as you flip the page, you see the illustration, but it's not the normal, blank, almost non-identifiable illustration. No, except it's Leox impaling your father to the chest. Micah just looks at the book briefly, and he flips the page back and then flips it over to see if he's maybe seeing things. Flips it over again, and this time, instead of that, you see 
Laura Donbringer, multiple daggers pinned along her arms to a wall. As Marshal Leox has his throat up, er, sorry, has his uh, sword up to her throat. Micah just blinks quickly a few times. As you're and... blinking, almost as if motion capture with that final. Laura dies. With a snap, he closes up the book that's in his hands. He says, per- Perhaps I have been studying a bit too much. Here, let me help you with that, Mother. And he'll go over to help her with whatever she's working on with the garden. He's gone. Right. Setting the book down beside Michael, look over to where his father spoke to him from and kind of see if he's there. Your father is no longer there, but there is there is someone else there. A slightly familiar face who you haven't seen in a while. No longer is the chair that you were sitting on, no longer is the other table, but this time replaced by a duh, very elegant, finely finished, well-crafted table of old with wood that's probably not around anymore. The messenger, sipping his tea, looks at you. Perhaps you have not been studying enough. Am I beginning to grasp that this is a dream, or am I still in the mindset of the different timeline? You're beginning to realize this is probably a dream in noticing indiscrepancies. Alright. Looking around and finally uh, gazing at the messenger. Uh, I'm sorry, have we met? Yes. No. I remember you. You were here when we first returned to the mansion. Virian and I spoke with you. What, what are you doing here? Well, <clears throat> seems that someone would rather want you to have something as opposed to not have it. And I am a simple man of many things. So, I am here to deliver. I haven't delivered in this way for some time now. Who is it from? Your parents. That's impossible. I... I'm not actually here. They died. True. Death, if it is to be delivered, is unavoidable. Inevitable. I know these things. But, one thing that you should know, Micah, is that if something was meant to be delivered, regardless of the plane or place or time, if it's meant to be delivered, it will be delivered. Micah's eyes flash over an angry golden. He says, then don't withhold it. Give it to me. This is all that was specified, so listen closely. You must have the right key in the right spot within the manor. It is not the key you may be thinking of. Take heart. This may or may not help you in the future. I look forward to your next performance. And with that, 
you will begin to walk towards the manor and turn a corner to the right. Michael will begin to call out, but I'm assuming he vanishes. I mean, you don't see him vanish, he just walks away. Alright, Michael will follow him a little bit, try and figure out where he's gone. Alright, you get to the door, and surprisingly, he's already at the end of the hallway. You see him turn and make a left, going towards the stairs. I'm, I'm sorry, do you have somewhere to be? And... He'll, Michael will just continue following him. Could you be any more cryptic with your message? Find I meant to deliver what I meant to deliver. And with that, he, you see him at the very top of the stairs. And he goes forward a little bit. You know that within this area, it looks like he's, as if he's going to your parents' office. But I don't think you have any business in there. Micah's going to start hurrying up the stairway after him. I don't. But you do. And if you get up there... He's gone. Alright, kind of slowly with one arm along the um, stairway. Michael will make his way over to the door to the study and open it up and look inside if that's where he looked like he was heading. As you open it up, you go through, but you don't go into your parents' office. Instead, you're at the Order Guild, the Order Guild House. And you see... Laura Donbringer, fighting with the Bureau. Not physically fighting, of course, but in a very heated altercation. Do you listen in, or do you move on? I'm gonna listen in. Alright. I don't give a damn what your reasons were. You had no business doing that, and you had no business involving the boy. Laura, Laura, you know that with these things, there are certain, certain information. We can't just disclose it, Will. Yes, we may have encouraged Micah's parents to go and work undercover, trying to acquire information, but you trying to keep them out of it, you trying to protect him and make sure he's not involved, he has potential. We need him. He's an asset. He is more than an asset, and you are to stay away from it. I don't care what you or what else the council thinks, they are not getting involved, and you are not making your own little group to do your bidding. Do you understand? And with that, almost as if like smoke gets blown away, and you see a younger Laura, and this time you're at a tea shop. You see them and your parents meeting at a very nice bakery, just laughing and smiling, having a good time. And you notice, though, at this point, Your mother's pregnant. Michael seeing just watched from a little ways away. I assume there's like a window there that I'm seeing through. Mm -hmm. Michael just stay at a distance and kind of watch over his parents as he never knew them. Just... <laughs> no... He just kind of stands out there and watches over the actions of Laura and his parents uh, from a perspective that's entirely unfamiliar to him. They seem very happy. They talk of different things, different names. At one point, they thought that uh, they're going to name you James. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
but they, they quickly dismiss that, and they go on their way. You see them go through a couple of adventures, not close, but always trying to look out for each other's backs, and as the scene shifts again, this time it's much different. You're not outside, and you're in a very dark subsection of the guildhouse. The third layer, this you know very well. <clears throat> and you begin to hear chattering, you see your companions fighting off these unholy, ungodly creatures, and these other practitioners of poison. Everything's chaos. Orders are being shouted. You hear an explosion rumble from above. You see a black flame blade screeching uh, towards the sky. Not even flame. It almost looks like necrotic energy. As Laura jumps in front of you, no! And it breaks her shield, cutting her down. Uh, this figure looks at you. Laura, Laura, Laura. <sighs> I thought you'd be stronger. And before you can even react with uncanny speed, you're impaled, lifting you up down onto the ground. It goes through, impaling you onto the cobble floor. You notice now, as you're gaining your bearings, behind this figure, the coffin has been opened. The coffin? And the coffin. Okay. And next to this figure, coming from the sword, you see a small undead child. Passion's a fickle thing. It'll only give you despair. I would know. It's okay. And as they lean down to touch you and you feel everything beginning to drain from you, the life, your very essence. But it's okay. Once I bring you back, you won't have to worry anymore. It'll all be fine. It's better this way. And then... Uh, a brilliant arc of radiant energy streaks across, and uh, they are cut down before you. Micah, you see Virian. Virian, you see Micah. Are I've been impaled through the chest at this point, right? Yep. It looks bad. It doesn't look as if you have a long. Well, I wouldn't say necessarily the... Yeah, yeah, I would say the chest, actually. Yeah, Micah will look like he's trying to say words, but... Uh... Just bubbles up blood. Okay, okay. Oh, uh, I have a, have I not, and I haven't grabbed him yet. Nope. Just okay. Yeah. Uh, if I have anything in my arms, I drop it. I sprint towards Micah. I grab him, pull him towards me. Uh, first things first. I try to. I try to heal him. Try to heal him. Try to do like a cure wounds on him. Religion check. Religion check. Damn. Take three tries with various spells. Good. Give me three religion checks with disadvantage. Given that your god is in a weakened state. All right. So three religion checks with disadvantage. You say. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Seamus disadvantage. Uh, first one is a dirty 20. Oh, I didn't mean to click that. I rolled real dice. That's fine. First, okay, okay. Alright, uh, you pull the sword out and it begins to mend uh, everything internally. 
Uh, go ahead and give me another one with disadvantage. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh! <laughs> Second one is a five. Okay, go ahead and roll the final one. Okay, okay. Let me die here, bro. Oh! Not like this. Third one is gonna be a four! <laughs> Alright, so you pull the sword out and you begin mending everything and it looks as if it's working but then as the radiance of your light begins to envelop his body you notice that there's something else some dark residue uh seeping from the sword that is beginning to overtake micah's body and it begins splitting open back open the wound bit by bit uh corrupting your radiance not letting it uh continue to flow throughout his body and it continues to eat away at him at a very slow pace, but it doesn't look as if Micah has long. Micah, if you have any final words for Varian, it's best said now. Uh, as you see Micah kind of laying on the ground, dying in the wound, not healing, you see that his face goes from kind of being in anguish to a little bit more peaceful as he looks like he's slipping away. And then he goes and he rests a hand on yours, kind of gently and pats it, as if to say that everything's okay, and tilts his head up a little, as if he's about to say something to you. But when his mouth opens, more blood just burbles out, and you hear a sound like a softly flowing brook mixed with coughing. Uh, Can I do spare the dying on him? Do I have that capability right now? And with that, you all awake. It's morning. <laughs> All of us? All of you. Okay. It's approximately 10.45 a.m. I'll go ahead and uh, change the music, and that's that. <clears throat> oh, what the fuck, though? <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, most of us don't know anything happened. We were all just chilling all night. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been awake for the past four hours because I only need to sleep for four hours. So I will just lay there until I hear the sounds of others up and about. I've been staring at you since the moment you woke up. Oh, God. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but I'm drawing in a book. Okay, cool. Are you sitting on the couch with me? No, I'm across the room just okay. staring at you drawing. Are you are you in your room with the door open? Uh-oh, I'm in I'm in the main common area, just okay. by the door the, uh, across the other way. Cool, cool. I'll just watch you draw. Yeah, sure. <sighs> we'll just we'll just. I'll just stare back from my spot on the couch. I'm still laying like I was asleep. I'm just not asleep anymore. I guess I'll have a staring contest with Amram. I'll just keep drawing. Well, y'all are having a staring contest with Amram. Micah will make his gaunt way out of the bedroom after having gotten dressed and head down to the common area. Okay. 
Adele will migrate out into the to the couch area as well. <laughs> Looking well rested. Adele's the only one who's just like ah, what a beautiful day. Yeah. At the sound of everybody else getting up and moving about, I will roll off the couch. I give Adele a little pat on the top of the head, and I give Amram a little scruffle on the top of the head as I pass by. I'm gonna go into like the kitcheny area. Yeah, I got, I guess it's the common area to greet everybody. Just out of curiosity, did you and Maven uh, start the brew uh, yesterday or now? No. no we, we, we still gotta look for ingredients. Okay. That can happen off screen, though. I don't mind. Yeah, we gotta scour the house for ingredients. As I come out into the common room, how does Micah look? <laughs> After well, the dream? I mean, he looks by the day to be improving. He uh, is just sitting there in the common room in a sofa, kind of leisurely sitting down. Uh, he has a little bit more color to his face, but he's he, he does look like he's improving, slowly but surely. I, I say as much. Uh, you look better and better every morning, girl. Perhaps, you know, with enough time, you won't need that little whatever you wanted to make. Perhaps, but I still feel rather miserable. Mm. Uh, say, you didn't perchance have any bad dreams last night, did you? Mm. No, I don't typically have a lot of dreams. I'm a rather heavy sleeper. Hmm. What? Nothing. Just some troublesome dreams last night. Did you start vomiting up frogs in your dream? I did have a dream like that once. No, just blood. Ah. That's... that's never good. That's a lot worse than frogs. But what, what brought on the blood? I, I believe I was impaled by... Who impaled me in the dream? That's a good question. Alright. What, what, what did they look like, then? They had grayish skin um crimson eyes beautiful flowing white hair that became silver at the tips uh stood approximately six feet tall with a type of scale or plate armor you're not familiar with but moved with graceful speed as if someone was in leather by uh uh in leather armor um Carried a separate longsword on their back, but the sword they were wielding looked very sinister, ancient, old, dark. Hmm. Uh, kind of a rather sinister-looking paladin fellow with a fairly terrible sword that he poked me with. Hmm. Not anyone I've seen before, 
At least, not anyone comes to mind. Yeah, I read once that um, if you die in a dream, it's because you're dying in real life, but... And I kind of lean in and squint at Micah. You still seem pretty alive, so... It looks like he's on the way, though. You know? He's heading there. I just glare at Amram. Thank you for your reassuring words, Amram. We missed you last night. Theodore came across some very intriguing information. Yeah, the sort of this whole vampire cult thing, and a blood moon, and <clears throat> shit. Also, we're going to be leaving the town in like a month, I think. Oh, okay, cool. That sounds um, great. Did you get the stuff to resurrect your brother? <laughs> yeah. Damn, I'm just. How's how's that um how's that looking? He's great. Um, I was concerned for nothing. The quietness was just. I feel like we are more separated, but it's good. He can go much further now and see the world far beyond what I am binding him to. So I'll probably be calling on him less and allowing him to you know, be more free. That's quite nice. That's good. What does a ghost do with all that free time? I, I honestly think he tries to find people who remind him of what it was to be alive? But I don't know. He's not going around and possessing people, right? No. Maybe. I don't think so. No. That's good. <laughs> Virian will uh, get dressed and then come to the uh, common area looking like she did not sleep very well um as soon as she enters the room you see her eyes kind of go searching and she sees micah and she walks up to him and uh puts a hand on his face cradles his cheek with one of her hands tell me you're all right well, one foot in the grave and all of that, but I seem to be getting better by the day. I haven't had any more teeth fall out at the least. But, well, there was something that's troubling me. I had foul nightmares last night. As did I. Ah. And any of the rest of you? relatively peaceful. Theodore walks into the kitchen looking quite gaunt 
based off of appearance alone, maybe Theodore has shared your problems? Nah, I'm just tired. No troubling dreams or anything. No, just, I'm just tired. Virion, the last time we had a dream like this, it was the Watcher that sent it. But what I experienced last night was terrible. Could it be him again? Why would I... he show us such things if so? I'm... I'm not sure. Um... It felt... it felt different this time, rather than just seeing that his power was fading, that he was getting weaker, I actually felt it. I, myself, was weaker. I couldn't... I couldn't do anything to, um, help you. I don't hold it against you. It was only a dream, after all. But... I can't help but wonder at its meaning. The last time, we all were right? Does he not like us anymore? Trust me, if you aren't pulled into it, it's for your benefit. You were spared a quite miserable experience if what happened to me is anything to go by. What was in your dream, Virian? went wrong very quickly um, so people that I've lost from the past and from the present from this time um, I saw you I saw Theodore I saw Eric um, and Someone else. Uh, there was a man standing above you. Uh, my God, it, it happened. It happened twice over. You being uh, impaled and falling to the ground. It happened twice. There was a tall figure standing over you. Um, he or they, I don't know, they had stabbed you. Um. Micah's gonna describe, because I can't remember exactly how you described them, the uh, guy who impaled me mm -hmm. to see if uh, it looks like the person that Virian is talking about as well. As you're describing both figures, um... Theodore, you're you're near them, right? Yes. Give me a history check. Mm. And Virian, you don't know who 
the, the first guy they're talking about is oh, but to whisper by accident I, I see what you got though it was a good roll um and yeah you just don't know who the first guy is but the second figure now that because you didn't get a good look at the person before they kind of like you know disappeared after your uh sword went through them as well uh their body was kind of hidden by the by the bigger figures your give me a street check as well oh because you you technically weren't around at that at that moment, uh, though you did have a shared vision with them once. Would my would my cable? Oh no! Yes. It only. I was gonna. Add, I realized it only works for religion. Will it still? I'm gonna count in the assistance. All right, cool. Oh, I'm gonna be four with it. It's a twenty-two. Okay. Yeah. So you you both pass, and light bulb kind of goes off in the back of your mind as this per- figure is being described, especially since they're a young figure in the stream and with the undead tie. I think it sounds like Schmirgle Bonavard postfall. after they descended further down the dark path that they uh, they had so tragically done. Uh, am I disconnected? No, I can, oh. I can hear you. Got real quiet for a second. I was worried. <laughs> um. Uh, I wonder why. Bonavard, uh, Smeargle, Bonavard. Think did any did any uh, change physically almost entirely? Sounds like a question for you, right? Didn't you know them back then? Same time? I never saw... um, I never saw the boy. Do you know anything about this, Theodore? I mean, my understanding of history is rather limited, but you're a banalish historian, and I thought that Schmeagol's reign of terror was something closely intertwined with the fall of Benalia. Thomas? Yeah? What What do I know? Oh, I mean, yeah. Like, I also, like, yeah, so, because I also said um, from, like, your history check and everything else, they were describing this person that a label kind of went off in the back of your head, and you recognize some of the descriptions that oh for me been. too okay yeah yeah for you too sorry i thought yeah that's why i paused because i thought you were gonna say something i'm sorry oh no i thought <laughs> i thought he was only talking to you yeah i should have i could have re-specified but yeah let's go through both okay so how much do i know about it um that at, at first they were a hero but uh turning to the aid of dark powers they became corrupt and essentially found their way towards lichdom uh, uh, once bright 
uh, beautiful boy turn into a uh, decrepit undead thing and uh, you know that um, whatever sword that they had that uh, he acquired actually was a strong conduit for his power um, other than that but like I said the rest is kind of shrouded in mystery almost as if it was uh, intentionally discarded or uh, uh, faced I'll convey that to everybody. Alright. Yeah, so, um... He used to be a hero, but then... Uh, he got some sort of sword that... Was a conduit of some kind of dark powers, and then he, um... Became a very powerful lich. So, you two are just dreaming of old liches from, like, centuries ago. That's what it seems like. Yeah. Well, you know, hopefully those are just, you know, more messages from the Watcher or something. Why don't we go with that? One other thing, uh, I don't know how, well, I can assume what it means, but when I saw that creature, Smeargle, they were standing before the coffin that we discovered. Do you think he is in the coffin? Oh yeah, maybe it's not a vampire in the coffin, maybe it's, you know, the baby lich. the coffin open in my dream? Yes. It was wide open. He was before it when he broke through Laura Dawnbringer's defense and well, killed me. Yeah, that's kind of troubling. Indeed. But, you know, honestly, I, it does no good to dwell on you know, these fucked up dreams. Um, it's not like there's much to be done about them. Perhaps. <sighs> we are going to talk to Laura. We can... It wouldn't hurt to mention them. We did mention the vision to her. Oh yeah, we should definitely tell her that, you know, this um, evil undead god might also be sending guys evil dreams I think that that's wise uh, 
I do have some errands to be about today, picking up some items. Uh, but if you would like, we could stop by the order and, well, Virian, perhaps you could arrange a meeting. I can do that, yes. After all discussing this, Alf uh, comes back uh, from getting the paper. Paper sack. And if you wish, I can also do some of those errands for you so you don't have to bother yourself with them. It's what I'm here for, after all. And setting that down and proceeding to make himself a cup of coffee, Alf will uh, go get the rest of his attire. Well, he gave us the morning paper. Oh, uh, he set it down. Okay. I ain't gonna read that. I'll read it. <laughs> I'll read it. With my shaky hands, I'll pick up the paper and start flipping through it. As you... <laughs> as you do that, um... You see, it's not much. I mean, there are like smaller stories here and there, but one of the main headlines is uh, that there were aggressive surprise searches that ran rampant in late into the night uh, as the Monster Hunter Guild and the Bureau uh, went from guild to guild and door to door, uh, essentially doing like a uh, monster sweep. And there was one Doppler that was uh, apprehended uh, in the Bureau the Guild of Wizardry, and the Artificers Guild. Um, they are under interrogation and uh, possibly may be awaiting uh, execution by the Slayers of the Monster Hunter Guild. Um, followed with that, uh, the emissaries from Valoran, Shurima, and Girdaper, uh have arrived today. Um, and... Uh, with that, there was also, in addition to all of this, a raid that was done uh, topside of Fairleth to a uh, Brotherhood of Judgment stash house. Uh, apparently, their latest consultant, uh, known as Scorch, has been very cooperative uh, and is in the process of uh, quote-unquote reformant, saying that he feels bad for what has happened and is trying to atone for his past deeds. He ain't dead. He ain't done. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am. I'm uh, reading all of these headlines out to everyone. Um, and as I will I, also say that the Dopplers were uh, found with the help of um, Scorch's identification. As I as I read the part talking about Scorch, I just put my hand over my chest and take a deep breath. And I just do like a little a little nod to myself and I set the paper down, slide it away from me. I kind of gesture at the paper as Virian lays it down. You see, you all may be having, you know, terrible fucking dreams, but things are looking up, you know, they're making strides against the Brotherhood and other good things. Uh, that's true. We're probably getting overworried over nothing. I truly hope so. 
Do you think Laura would let us see Scorch? Maybe. If we ask. Does she even have authority? Didn't she quit? What happened with that? I think there were... Well, from what we know, there were rumors and whatnot. I don't know if it's official yet. Yes, I think it would be a much larger headline if it were actually true. I guess you're right. I often fall prey to the news, just assuming that they're true. Fake news. Actually, I think enough, you know, doom and gloom. Maybe we should, you know, eat something. Right? Anybody else hungry? Sounds like a pretty good idea. I think we've had a lot of home-cooked meals. If we're heading out, why don't I, you know, buy us a good, nice restaurant meal for a change? You want to go out for brunch? <clears throat> Sorry? You'd like, you'd like us all to go out for brunch? Sure. That sounds very fun. We haven't done that yet. Oh, well, I think we can go to Harry's. Mm, I would give Harry's a nice bit of time. Something last night tells me that Harry's is not in brunch conditions. I've always heard reviews that they are famous for fuzz and their omelets. Mm. Oh, they are, Harry. Mm. Perhaps not Harry's then. We could stop by somewhere quickly and then head on to the order. I confess I am quite famished. Yeah. Have you ever been to Old Night Cafe? I've heard Sounds amazing. It is. I've heard they've got a killer Cristo Monte. Ooh. <laughs> is that somewhere that used to be in the Sintelec Isles? Uh, no, didn't they like sink like a few hundred years ago? Yeah, but like it used to be there. I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's that old of a franchise. No, not the restaurant. Cristomonte, the place. Ah, ah, yes, yes, I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah, I think it's on, like, um... Landall Street. Mm. Oh. Amram, I'm sure we all appreciate the offer, but weren't you pretty pressed for funds recently? Do you have the money? Of course. And I can cover all of you since it was my idea to go out. I just want us to experience, you know, time together. That's very nice. I feel like we're too cooped up in here and all alone. We should really get out of the city and, like, do something. Nothing good really happens here. I think it sounds like a good plan. I, um, we should, we should all get dressed and maybe get out of the house for a little bit. I concur. I'll go ahead and get the wagon prepared. We can all run our errands and go see Laura and have a nice day.
And Michael will head out from the room, no longer noticeably limping like he was before or using anything for support. Right. All right. Uh, so with that, you head out to a local tavern then? Yeah. Yeah. Put on my new monster hunter gear instead of my old poncho. Um, Noted. Okay. 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 Uh, anyone uh, else wearing uh, noticeable gear or uh, symbols? No. I'm wearing a danger yeah. boat. So I'm not too. Uh, her regular armor and fancy getup. Yeah, I'm gonna wear. I'm gonna wear my. Uh, I'll wear my order uniform. Why not? All right. Well, with that, I'll say that one of the closest ones is the blue bard that you end up going to. And as you make your way there, let me go ahead and move the map. Uh, actually, could I use this map? That's more of a nighttime map. Um. Eh, I don't need a map yet, but if I do, I'll use that one. So yeah, you end up going, uh, making your way there. Um, though, whenever you, uh, approach outside, it's very, very busy on the street. You see a couple of members going about, people from the Order, people from the Monster Hunter Guild. Occasionally, they'll be stopping to check people. Uh, they're wishing them to have a nice day. You see a couple more Warforged down the street. Uh, some people even... You see a few people go up and thank some of the other Monster Hunters. Other people give everyone like a wide berth. Uh, try not to be suspicious, but just really not not feeling comfortable in the streets today. Uh, everyone seems a little jumpy. Uh, there's a bit of cloud cover overhead, much more than normal. Looks as if it may rain soon. There's a storm brewing on the horizon. Uh, though, as per usual, the reflective prismatic lights of the Aetherspiel still shine around. And for you, Maven, you end up... Uh, as you're all walking, or maybe it's the carriage, uh, some people look at you and turn away and just keep doing their business, not wanting to bother you or maybe get in your way. But for a few others, uh, they just kind of give you a wave, and uh, there's a kid who even comes up and kind of tries to trot uh, with the vehicle or with you and looks up. Oh, uh, you're, you're a monster hunter, right? Uh, in training, but yes, I am... Um... You know, technically part of the order now. Wow, that's so cool. You know, my 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 folks say that you're the ones uh, keeping uh, the streets safe and keeping all the monsters out. Um, there's no like actual monsters under my bed, right? Have you noticed any scratch marks or teeth marks or loose fur left around under your bed? Um. No to most of that, but uh, occasionally I find a few furs, but I, I thought it was just like, uh, like a rodent we hadn't been able to catch. So we got a cat. Mm. Well, you know, cats are very good at keeping monsters away as well as rats. Uh, um, so. Really? Yes. 
cool. Do you wait? Is that is that the sword? Do you think I could become a monster hunter one day? I want to protect my little brother. Um. Yeah, sure. If you want, I mean, everybody should have goals. And before you can ask, you know, bog you down with any more questions, the mother comes out. Uh, Eric. Stop bothering the poor lady and get back in here. Uh, sorry, Mom. And he'll trot back. It was nice meeting you, Mom, the lady. Wave at this little boy. And I look back at the group. Monster lady. Monster lady. Do you think that's going to be a normal thing now? That I'm, you know, a monster hunter? Not if you keep scaring them away. I wasn't scary, was I? I don't think you were scary at all, Mavon. Good. You seemed very excited. I mean, I love children, you know, I just... It's kind of a dangerous profession. I don't know if I want to be encouraging every little child I meet to... You know... Become a monster hunter. Oh, how the turntables. <laughs> Damn. Real quick, what's everyone's passive perception? Four. Nine. It's not high. Not high. Fifteen. Uh, Does anyone? Fifteen. Okay, you will succeed. Does anyone have fifteen as well or higher? Okay. Uh, everyone else, you will fail this. Right. Um, does not see. <laughs> oh, you do not see. He's got an eight. Oh, okay. Well, Vera, you're <laughs> the only one who uh, will catch this and be able to kind of avoid uh, what's about to happen. So as this is going on and you're traveling down, uh, you notice that this is happening simultaneously. And you notice uh, your, your gaze just catches um, some movement on the rooftop and you look up and uh, it seems to be like a small squad of like four uh, children, uh, boys and girls, on each side of the rooftop. And one of them spots you and ah, she sees us. And the other goes, and uh, they take aim with their, uh, they seem to have almost like uh, what look to be water balloons. And they take their, um, I forget what they're called. Um, Splatters. Slingshots. There we go. They take their little slingshots. And, uh. And, uh, everyone else but Virian, uh, cause I'm assuming you probably attempt to duck or, uh, maybe pull your cloak up or something, uh, you all get hit with a nice water balloon. <laughs> and then you hear giggling from up above. Yeah, yeah as I see them readying and aiming, I just go, oh, <laughs> I pull my cloak up in front of myself. <laughs> I shake my big old mop of hair and get fling, my, fling the water on everybody sitting next to me. Adele just flips ready. Like you, you see a, a slight fizzing in her hand ready to like manifest. And then she sees the children and she's like, oh. Missy relaxes and begins to rub down, like rub back of her head where it hit. So it sloshes down the fur. Like the flick, so the water kind of flicks off of it. Yeah. Like, as you look up, you notice that actually one of them is also a tabaxi. It seems to be like a young tabaxi girl, uh, a young half-orc boy, uh, three human boys, 
uh, one human girl, and then a female Vandalgan. He's chilling on the rooftops. How far away are they? Feet-wise. Uh, they're about, like, a good 45-50 feet away. And I dash up to them. Wanna do it? Yeah, you know, most of them are laughing. Some of them are being like, alright, let's go, let's go. We gotta get to the next crowd. There's so many more people out today. We haven't been able to do this in a long time. And, uh, how do you go about doing it? The Warforge, like, are also, like, go to attention, like, if something's happened, and they see the kids, and they begin to stand oh. down. You see, like, other, uh, guild members and people just, oh, good grief, went on again. Is this, is it your child this time, Dal? Oh, gods, no. No, 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 no. I made sure to give my boy a stern talking to. <laughs> what happened? Oh, you weren't here for that? <laughs> you didn't make a call. Oh, no, uh, what's your passive, Theodore? Um, let's see. It is a baller 11. All right, so I'm going to break down simply what happened because I've already, like, set the scene. Uh, but there are uh, some children pulling a prank, and uh, everyone but Veering got hit with a water balloon. Ugh. Damn. <laughs> and uh I believe Amram yeah Amram what are you gonna do you're gonna whoop. I'm gonna climb up the side of the building and I'll use thaumaturgy to make my eyes glow a sinister deep purple <laughs> as I crest the edge of the uh the lip of the roof <laughs> I will just look at them and flop my wet hair in their direction and then I will continue to climb as I smile very sinisterly and say nothing. Uh, give me intimidation with advantage and go ahead and give yourself an extra plus one. That was that was great. That was a great. <laughs> Good thing I'm bad at these. Twenty-four. Okay. Um. So yeah, one uh, of the children spills over the water bucket. Uh, practically slipping, almost falling off of the edge. Uh, he does actually, but he lands on the, like, the tent of one of the market stands. Uh, the other children just kind of give, like, a shriek and just start running. Uh, the other one just kind of, uh, starts, like, scooting back, almost like crab walking backwards, just, like, terrified, like, in disbelief. And the other children on the opposite building are just staring in, uh, disbelief and mild horror. Because they can't see your eyes. Some of them are like, holy crap, did you see him? Is, is he a monster? Should we totally kill He walked on a wall. No, 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 no. It's got to be Hextech, right? He's in daylight. Come on. For the child that fell onto the awning, I'll walk down to him while I'm, like, drying myself off with a fuck. I don't remember what cantrip that is. You know. Prestidigitation. No, 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 no. Please, please don't eat me. We're sorry. <laughs> it takes a lot of time to get ready in the morning. The one second that you had ruined it all. Be a little more mindful, please. And I'll dry him off, too. He gives a gulp, just looking at you. <laughs> Curled up into a ball. I'll head back to the group. It's about sending a message. Oh, Amram, did you have to scare them? Cause them to fall off the building like that? Yeah, when he fell, I almost peed. 
Like I thought it was ha ha funny, and then it was not ha ha funny. Like that could have been a kid, man. Like that could have been a kid gone. Please be careful about scaring children on rooftops. They shouldn't have been on a rooftop. I, I don't even know how they yeah. got up there. I don't. I don't think they could climb other than that little tabaxi. I mean, children are kind of stupid, so I'm sure they figured out a way. Mm. It's a very clever. Um, as you look back, you notice that, uh, now that you've, like, spotted them, they're not doing very well at hiding, but the only two kids to, like, not steer off are, in fact, the young tabaxi and the young vidalkin, and they seem to kind of, like, be in, like, you know, peering, trying to keep a distance, just, like, looking, just checking you guys out. I wave at them. <laughs> they see that, they wave, and they duck. They did. <laughs> Micah rings out his cloak a little bit, uh, getting some of the water outside, and he says, uh, Well, perhaps we skip breakfast? Or at least go through a drive through I can dry us off. It'll just take a little bit of time. Oh, you brought a towel. Nah, Emiran... Nadali's just doing like hand gestures, like he uses the you know the ah, special effects. Magic? Yeah. Yeah. Please very well then. Cubic feet. Yes. I will do it with is that prestidigitation as well? Is that what that is? It's your character sheet! <laughs> Bro, there's like 80 spells on here! Damn. That's what you get. That's your job to keep track of, dude. You should have been a marshal. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure, but why are you asking me? I'm not your character. Nobody forced you to be a sorcerer or warlock. Should've I'll just say I did. Why do I have ten cantrips? Why? <laughs> that was the whole point of your Who character. Made you wanted cantrips one on one, remember? That was your entire idea. Who made me do this? Man, I'm gonna get so many cantrips. I'm gonna get like 10, 20 cantrips. I'm gonna be ah. the cantrip god. Yes, I'll use prestidigitation. <laughs> <laughs> Spend the whole, uh, whole ride drying That off. goes on for a little bit as you all begin to get dried off thanks to Amram. I'm just sitting there giggling as everyone's getting dried off. Those kids had really good fucking aim, by the way. Like They did, that was very impressive. Through a carriage window, I mean. 45 feet away. With a slingshot. With a slingshot, yeah. That's really impressive, honestly. Yeah. Maybe I should get Izzy a slingshot for her birthday. I mean, she has a staff. Crossbow. Ooh, crossbow. <laughs> uh, um, eventually you all get to uh, the Blue Bard Tavern. Um, you go in. You 
get a waft of various aromas. It smells of it very good. Um, you notice that they're doing a special 10 stack of pancakes uh, today with an extra side of bacon uh, and uh, what seems to be some purple, purplish grits, maybe? I'm not quite sure what it is. Um, and uh, yeah, you see servers running back and forth uh, on the wooden floor. Um, and there's a uh, almost like a very small stage painted blue with blue curtains and uh, white stripes and what almost to be like uh, fake diamonds or some type of glitter. Welcome to the Blue Bar Tavern. All right, all right. Just sit down anyway and we'll be right with you, all right? What, party of... Uh, uh, six, right? All right, yeah, we'll take it right over there. Michael, head on and sit wherever they're at and get ready to order a bunch of pancakes with a side of bacon, apparently. Does it also come with the purplish grits? Yep. And I are would... they, in fact, purple grits, or do they just look to be grit-like in substance? Grit-like in substance. something else. Okay. <laughs> Not made of corn. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh -oh. I mean, there's purple corn, so. But, uh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, other than that, eventually, you know, they come, take your order, and, yeah, get yourself drinks and food. And, uh, Emerald City was paying for all of you, right? Of course. <laughs> okay. What quality of restaurant would you say this is? Eh, about medium. So it's not super high quality. Yeah, you know, it's definitely comfortable. Uh, most, almost all of the taverns, uh, topside, are, are comfortable. Um, there are three of note that are comfortable in the Undercity, actually, and that attract quite a bit of attention, while the others are, you know, kind of more run down and uh, for more uh, discreet people. I'll put down five gold on some tape. All right. I get some like extra like fatty squishy bacon. What? That no one else will touch because it's like almost raw. Mm. They give you they look at first it like really happens, it's just like, oh, you know, I'm almost on to get a melon, but awesome. And they see what you got and they're like, eh. Sometimes you your guild has the weirdest appetites. Cooked wyvern. This <sighs> they got biscuits. They do have biscuits. Biscuits oh, are on the house. They got biscuits and gravy. Biscuits and gravy will cost you. Damn. I look down at the menu, then I uh, side eye Amaram, and then he gets a whoops. Did you just say ps in your brain? Actually, sounds like static when he says this, so it kind of hurts a little bit. <laughs> it kind of like. Yeah. How much you are trying to spend on breakfast here? This is my treat. I already put down more than what we would cover. There's a tip there. I can add more. The server at the table now, Thomas? 
Yeah, they come back and they look at it. Uh, I always... That for me. Yes. Too... Too kind to you know? Hey! Can I get biscuits and gravy, please? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, we, we can get you biscuits and gravy. Hey! Ring the bell! We got a customer of the day over here! Orange juice. Orange juice. Oh, get a baker dozen of eggs. Oh, Ashley, do you have uh, a <laughs> Baker's dozen. <laughs> Baker's dozen, please. Actually, I excuse me. Do you have a Baker's dozen of scrambled eggs? Uh, uh, one at a time. Y'all talking to one here. Hold up. Sorry. Do, do, do you have um low voltine? Gives you a quizzical look. You know, like the like the hot chocolate brand. Aunt Sam familiar. Oh, do you have chocolate milk? Yeah. Could you I, can do that. Could you heat up chocolate milk? Yeah. Thank you. No problem. He looks <laughs> at you suspiciously as if like you were setting him up for like a joke he didn't understand and then just kinda lets it go. So Thomas doesn't know what Ovaltine is, is what I'm hearing. Um, <laughs> Shut up. I thought Ovaltine was for old people. Yeah. <laughs> through a mouthful of, like, really chewy, squidgy bacon, it's making lots of uh, like, wet noises as I chew. I kind of wave my hand at the server. You know what? I would like some uh, some gravy as well. It's been a very long time since I've had those, so I would like some as well. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. I got you. <laughs> you think you want to? You want a baker's dozen eggs, ma'am? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> like I'm just sitting there looking at the five gold he put on the table, like. He reaches down and puts two more gold on the table. Um, I'll take the, uh, I'll take the potato and egg platter. Um, runny eggs, please. Yeah, do you want the, the whole, uh, baker's dozen of eggs, like, scrambled, boiled, fresh? Adele leans back, so he crosses her hands. I want them on a plate. Piled and scrambled. How are those biscuits? Coffee. Right. What? Okay. Simon, what did you want? You wanted the potato and egg platter? <laughs> um, yes, yes. Um, runny eggs, please. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Thank you. Of course. Will there be anything else that I can do for you? Apple juice. Um, chef's choice of beverage. Maybe. You know, I'm gonna go put this in real quick, but I'm 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 gonna leave this here. And uh, he sits down like a small uh, like runic crystal on a small little pedestal. If you have any other incoming orders, just send them this way. Talk to the thing, and then when you're done, uh, let us know, and we'll come pick it up. Course, I immediately you. grab it and move it to another table. <laughs> <laughs> uh, letting his composer drop just oh, thank god. That was hell, hell of an order. So, uh, anyway. 
go get go get on that for you. I can't remember the last time I've done this. Into uh, a tavern for a meal? Yes, um it's been quite some time. My first time was with Amaran and Maven after after the Gremlin Cave adventure, I think. Do they have live entertainment here this morning? Yep, as you were talking uh, from a uh, small door in the back, they come up to the stage and begin singing, actually. I was going to say that. And uh, some of the patrons with drinks in hands or even uh, some breakfast uh, ale begin to uh, sing along. How talented are they? Compared to you or just in general? No, just in general. They sound very good. You're you're surprised. You're actually surprised you haven't heard of them before. Hmm. It must just be to the tavern. And you notice that uh, half of their crew seem to be uh, blue Genasi. Blue man group, bro. What's the other half? Huh? The Dalkin. Is it a is it a quartet? Yep. It is blue man group. <laughs> blue tieflings. Well, I can't say it's entirely uncommon for me. Back when I was living outside of the city, I'd spend almost every evening in taverns. I got to try their famous homemade dishes wherever I ended up. Usually I could make gestures over to the people who were singing, just play for a couple of nights and get room and board. Sounds like a fun trade to do. Did you like playing? Absolutely. It was a very freeing time in my life before I returned here to the city. He looks a little bit wistful as he uh, just kind of stares on at the individuals performing. You know, since you have left the order now. You have much time on your hands. Do you not? As you mentioned that, uh, the wistful expression fades into a little bit of kind of just a painful twisting of the face, and he says, Yes, I guess I do. I just... Oh, I wish I were feeling better. Right now, it feels like it's almost an effort to do anything, but hopefully once... Lost the name, hang on. Maven and I have worked on this concoction. Well, hopefully it'll have all of the restoring effects that it mentions. I kind of reach across the table and give Micah's arm kind of just like a comforting squeeze. And I nod. Look at you, you know, back into top shape again. Okay. Mm. Yeah. 
that one doesn't work, I'm sure we'll find something else to do the trick. There's a lot of things that are good for healing. Yes. I fear that this condition might be rather difficult to treat. But we shall see. And Micah just proceeds to get lost in the uh, performance again. When my plate of biscuits and gravy get there, I, I pick up a lump of biscuit with my hand and start eating with biscuits and gravy with my hands instead of a fork. Theodore is um, <clears throat> holding a book in his hands and the fork floats in front of him and delicately and carefully carves up his biscuit into bite-sized pieces before then uh, dragging them through the grate getting them nice and sopping before lifting them up telepathically to his mouth one by one as he reads a book on <clears throat> on um, early modern northern architecture I'm just knuckle deep in the gravy. Okay, am I coming in okay? Yes, you are. Yeah. Okay, Is it a three knucklet? How many yeah, how many knucks? I hope it wouldn't be <laughs> three knuckles <laughs> deep. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, In my Im imagination, there's a separate bowl of gravy that Maven is just <laughs> ape spooning into her biscuit. <laughs> separate bowl. The only time I've seen biscuits and gravy, it's been in like kind of like a plate bowl situation all together. So maybe it's just like she's scooping up biscuits that are crunched in gravy, and so the, the poo. Michael will uh, kind of look over at Theodore, very uh, delicately eating his meal, and then over at Maven tearing into it. Uh, and he's gonna, as he's reaching for the fork and the utensils, he's just going to um, set them back down and mutter, I suppose you only live once after all. And he's gonna take one of the pancakes he got and roll it up and then just dunk it into uh, some syrup and eat it like that instead of using the uh, utensils. He is, however, a little bit more cautious about it than Maven, and he's careful not to drip syrup on himself as he eats. There is, like, a, a chunk of, gr of, like, chunky gravy that he's, like, landed on her tunic. It's, yeah. 
I'm gonna reach over with a napkin and just like wipe it before the stain seeps in. I'm gonna wipe it off with a napkin. Oh, thank you. I, I like suck the gravy off my thumb and I go I go back into my plate. <laughs> oh, it's not sugar. Um, you know, Theodore, I've been uh reading a bit of that book you gave me on the history of everything that's happened. It's quite interesting. Theodore doesn't respond. He's reading his book right now. He's oblivious to everything going on around him. Uh, As I... little chunks of gravy biscuit just float towards his face, one by one. Yeah, uh, I just kind of look up towards him. Uh, oh. I just look back down and start, uh... Mixing my plate before I take a bite. As as the the bowl of a large scrambled eggs, she has like leveled her plate with the rim of the bowl, and she has her spoon, and she is just slowly scooping the eggs in her mouth, so like just swallowing and just scooping continuously. So you have thirteen scrambled eggs right in front of you, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, okay. she is just. <laughs> she is just scooping. Her head. Her head. She got the bowl. Her head went down. She's working. She has a job, and her head has not come up. Have been Coach Channel. From Dragon Age. <laughs> I like that you ask. <laughs> yeah. You ask. You don't gotta ask. Uh huh. Michael will finish up about half of the flapjacks that he has ordered, and then um, use a handkerchief to clean off his hands and stuff. And he'll just sit there patiently as everybody else eats all of their stuff, but he looks like he's quite finished after about half of the plate. Wait. Micah has to try the plits. <laughs> How are the plits? Yeah, okay. He, uh, he'll venture a cautious bite into the, like, purplish porridge-like substance. Uh, there are bits of something very tender like meatier or gamey almost uh but it tastes as if you were to make a cranberry marinade for like uh like, like almost like a doing like a marsala sauce for chicken marsala you had like some type of uh cranberry marinade that went on top of this it's pretty good you like cranberry? i'll be the judge of that Micah does not like cranberry. Cranberry <laughs> marsala, by the way? Did you say that? Cranberry marsala. <laughs> okay. Uh, Micah frowns a little bit and uh, looks over at the rest of the table. Would anyone else like to try these? I'll try a bit. Micah just takes the whole bowl and slides it across the table to you. Let's it rest in front of you. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll just take a I'll take a fork full of it and taste it. Hmm. That's quite good. I take my spoon that has been untouched thus far and reach across the table and I take a spoonful of the the what was it? The the plits. The plits. That's what we named it plits now. Yeah, and I'll take a bite. Cranberry plits noted. Huh? Ricky? (laughs) (laughs) Theodore, do you wanna try the plits? What, what was that? Sorry, I, was, um, I wasn't paying attention. I was reading you, my book. Do you want to try the plates, dear? I, I don't think I've ever had a plates before. What, what does it taste like? Um, sort of... Uh, it's got a cranberry... Uh, sort of flavor to it. It's got an odd texture that you have to get past, but... It's good. It's kind of, um... Porridgey. Micah's going to try and catch your eye from across the table and uh, casually scratch at his temple and, like, tap on it while looking I'm, at you. I brain blast Micah. <laughs> Micah, what the fuck is this? It has a funk to it. Mm, I don't have funk. Does Maven like them? Seems to. There's, like, a little bit. I, I appreciate the offer, Virian, but I think I'm good. These biscuits are very filling. Another little piece of biscuit floats through the air towards him. Were you raising your hand, Amram, or no? No, I was scratching <laughs> myself. You see that Adele has finally finished the massive bowl of eggs, and her spoon slowly goes to scoop a spoonful of plit. <laughs> and she. <laughs> Why did we call it this? What did I miss? Like the two minutes I was I feel like somebody meant Purple to say grits. I feel like that's what Purple somebody meant to say. Purple grits or plits. Oh, yeah. that's what it is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And she like she she, she gets Thomas just was mispronouncing she takes a mouthful as he looks. You see, her, you see her eyes kind of look like they water for a second, and it looks like you know, like those burps, or like it kind of like comes up in your throat a little bit. And you see her grimace as she's just like, and her face crunches up as she's like, and you just see her chug the rest of her apple juice. Hey, like, she looks. She looks. I, I don't recommend the clips. <laughs> I look uh, towards Maven. I've never seen this before. Me either. I mean, I don't know, maybe an elven thing from a different part of the. I don't know, we're both pretty old, so maybe it's like a new elven thing. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It kind of punches you in the face in the right way. It's kind of. It does, it does. And I reach over and take another spoonful, leaving like little drips across the table as I bring it back and eat it. I mean, more for, for me and you. I mean, if the rest of them don't want it. It's, are you sure you don't want to try it, Theodore? It's very good. Um, yeah. I think I'm good. I'm not a fan of that. Dang. Anyway, now that I have your attention, Theodore, I've been reading uh, that book that you gave me on the history of Benalia and everything that took place 
um, around the time that I was coming. Um, it's quite inter interesting. It's a good read. I've been uh, reading it before bed. I'm glad you enjoy it. Yes, I've only found um, one error in it. Other than that, you know, or at least the one error that I know of, I don't know much. Oh. I can't judge much of it. What what error did you find in there? Oh, so in the crags of Algan, the uh, Gerbolk River, the river that went through the entire area, they describe it as more of a, a horseshoe shape wrapping around one of the mountains, but it was actually more of a bow. It wasn't such a tight curve around the mountain. It kind of arced gently more around it. Interesting. And he quickly pulls out his notebook and starts scribbling down. It's the only flaw I've found so far, though. Yeah, I mean, if you find anything else, I'd love to hear about it. I'll be sure to tell you as soon as I find more. If I do. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. You can, like, make revisions and stuff and send it to the publisher. Oh, that would be nice. Oh, no, it's meant to be mean. <clears throat> oh. Oh, I don't mean to say. The academic world is being right about something. I don't want to be rude to anyone. It's not rude. You just said it was about being mean. Well, it's about being mean to be good. Oh. Maybe not mean. Do you enjoy being mean to be good, Theodore? No. Good, I was hoping not. He scratches his shin for a second. And then another piece of biscuit floats up from the plate. I've, I finish eating my now mixed together egg and potato mush. <laughs> Along with more plits. I take like a couple spoonfuls of the plits and I pour it onto what's left of my gravy and biscuits and mix it all together and finish my breakfast that way. And with that, <coughs> as you are all eating our tavern, Take our first break. Nice. Woo! I'm gonna get some. Pat his actual face so I can see. Uh, I thought Micah was, he said he was like 20. Now in your walls. Anywhere between 19 and 22. Okay, some, never mind. Oh, then in that case. Baby. Okay. Yeah. Damn, I didn't realize I didn't realize you were that young, to be completely yeah. honest. Yeah, I uh, remember on the train, Michael said he was twenty. Let me let me check. I think I have it written down on the uh, backstory sheet. Um, oh yeah, Michael did you too. Yeah, we all set our ages on the train. 
Yeah. Either like 19 or 20. He's a fucking fetus. He's like... Oh. I was hoping it was coming across as I was playing in like an angsty teenager. No, 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 that makes sense. I just, I thought you were like a little bit older. So, um, never mind. I'll say he's like, I'll say he's like 20, like... No, you could just say he looked up to my parents. Okay, so yeah. The other thing is, I don't know why they would hire like somebody my age to be the marshal. They'd have to hire somebody that's a little bit older. Something... Yeah, Yeah, I'll say, I'll say... Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, okay, Micah is 20. Go shut up. <laughs> <in my> <laughs> These boobs, <laughs> they will not heal. I hate this you all what's so Malchus much. Malchus look like. Oh, Nishok. Malchus. Just Malky boy. That's Malky. He's kinda. He's kinda. He's kinda, you know. <laughs> He also yeah. looks like. Never mind, I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. Looks yeah. like a real uh, actor. Seems to be a half elf in green, uh, goldish attire with uh, a little bit of brown embroidery. Uh, and he comes up uh, to the door, opens it. Oh, I beg your pardon. <clears throat> uh, moves up his glasses and proceeds to walk out. I'll nod towards <sighs> him. Laura has her hands on the table, just rubbing her head. Alright, I heard that you have important information. Is everything alright? Hardly. Micah's just gonna saunter in casually and sit down at one of the chairs. (laughs) I I, kind of push Beery and and Theodore forward. Um, Yes, we have some too, Micah. Um, yes, we have some new information regarding the uh, Sanguine Dawn and the Brotherhood of Judgment. Um, is that so? Uh, what, did, what did you learn? Hold on. Scorch, there's no reason to be nervous. The friends. Right. However, we don't know who's hearing, so that I look around everybody, I look around the room very suspiciously. And then I pull out my book and walk over to Laura. And I open up my book and I start showing pages to her and then telepathically convey the information to her. Okay. So nobody hears it. Gotcha. Someone's reading her mind. <gasps> Bro. She is the mole. <laughs> Bro. Actually, this entire time this is happening, uh, Theodore is just try- casting Modify Memory on Laura. <laughs> oh. I am the bad guy. Oh. Right. oh, well, you've certainly been busy. And she's nodding along, uh, reading intently, listening intently. Do you tell her everything? Yes. Okay. However, okay, but. Once you bring up the dark schematic, Laura's demeanor changes completely. She shuts the book, her eyes no longer of a friendly nature. She looks at you suspiciously and then angrily, and with a wave of her hand, closes the door. With us inside? 
with all of you inside. Cool, cool. I grip my staff just a little bit tighter. Don't know what's about to happen. Michael just folds his arms in front of him as he sinks into the chair. Bloody interesting stuff, isn't it? I'm gonna walk up to the other side of Laura. Theodore puts his journal back in his bag. Where did you hear that name? That title? Uh, books. Do you have uh, that book with you? No. No, it was it? in the library. When the library? Uh, Thomas, I don't know as a player where in the library. That, that's fine. I just need to know whether or not you want to disclose that information. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I just I trust Laura. Alright, good. I need to burn it. <laughs> well, it is good that you found that information. That information should no longer exist to begin with. Right. As for the rest of this. She looks at Scorch, fidgets with her hand. As for the rest of it, duty has been updated recently. We're making a lot of moves against the Brotherhood, but we still don't know much. Well, we know more now, thanks to you, about the Sanguine Dawn. And perhaps we should be giving our emissaries that have recently arrived from Valorant a bit more attention than initially intended. A lot more attention than initially intended. This is disturbing. She crosses her hands, contemplating. Is it known from what religious sect group the emissaries are from? Say that one more time, um, even. Is it known what religious group or sect that the emissaries are from? Uh, I mean, as far as I know, they follow Kelimvor, and Kelimvor has been a fairly neutral god as far as I've ever been concerned. Though, I have heard one or two disturbing rumors, but I was hoping they didn't have much merit to them. Yeah, that's... Scorch, go fetch Caleb. Immediately. And with that, Scorch will uh, scamper out of the room. I get a wave in at Scorch before he leaves. <laughs> Give the smile. And then as you wave, he goes to like high five. And, oh, oh, sorry. Kind of like stops himself, continues going. I look towards Scorch and I kind of look. Not suspiciously at Laura but just kind of a a shooter a shooter a look as if I kind of want to say something be come on child is he being treated respectfully yes and I'm making sure he's around me make sure as well that and after our last encounter, 
I just want to remind me of how things should be done, not too forcefully, and that there's a certain way that we do things. Some people deserve a second chance and a chance to prove their loyalty, their worth, their desire for performance. And she looks at you, Micah. Micah still looks somewhat indignant as uh, he just scowls across the table. Well, I can assure you, I trust all of you, and even though you were taking the additional measure to psychically translate and convey things to me, Theodore, nothing short of unwanted uh, divination magic should be able to permeate this room, so I think we are in the clear. I trust all of you. Coffin is in secure lockup with authorized persons only. Number of people can count on one hand. Probably less than that. Nothing goes in or out with mount without my approval. Be dispatching two more teams to Valorant. Covert op and perhaps with some reconnaissance, they may be able to tell me more. I'm trying to keep people away from the city, and the emissaries are trying to play off the story that there is a plague involved, though I'm beginning <coughs> to think how unlikely that is, but something more sinister may be at work. But we will take care of it and look into the matter. You need not concern yourself too much further, as you've all been through a great deal. You all should not have to get more involved in this than you have to. About that, we have already sort of begun plans to make a trip to the Valorant area on the Blood I beg your pardon. And as to why would you be taking such a trip? A birthday. Michael will speak up and I will say, you see, I, what, what's your kid's name, Maven? Uh, you've heard me refer to her as Izzy. You see, little Izzy will be celebrating her birthday around that time, and we'll be visiting them down there. I am told that she's heard quite a bit about us, and we wanted to make the acquaintance. Micah's going to look pointedly over at Maven. And it just so happens that a blood moon, in which you can read more about the tapestry, is happening on your child's birthday. Yeah, it... A little bit freaky, I'm not going to lie, and very worrying. So you could understand also why I would, you know, want to be... And they're in Valoran. Oh, no, they live in Oradin, which is, like, less than a week away from uh, Valoran. Right. Well, yeah, we don't want to go to Valoran. We're going to, like, go around it. No, yeah, we'll be, we'll be in the area. We won't be going sure. into this. Yeah, and also we're thinking about... Uh, going down the river uh, to sort of scare around things. Okay. Maybe do some other just, stuff on the way. Just be careful and don't do anything around Valoran and Laura looks as if she wants to say something else but bites her tongue. Just be safe. And you've noticed that Laura, this entire time, has a bit of a worried look. 
across her face, but uh, shrugging her shoulders and stacking some papers before putting them in her desk, she uh, regains her composure. Well, um, because aside from this, uh, if all goes well in the next bit, and as we begin to prepare for worst case scenarios, um, blue things will be alright. I'll try to make sure that, uh, order and the rest of us and the higher ups are able to take care of everything from here on out like I said I don't I don't want to put all of you in danger more than you have to be and you've already done a lot you deserve break and time away from all of this I you all you are all doing well truly and she looks at you Mike with a sympathetic look You alright? He grins at her a little bit, showing off his missing teeth. I'm hanging in there. I, that is that is good to hear. I I uh, didn't know that you had some powers that would incur debilitating effects. Mike, I hope that you um. Alf is able to help you. Is there anything that you might need? Do any of you need anything? Nothing that we can't handle ourselves. Alright. Well. If it is just between us, it might be a good idea for us to get a pair of sending stones between us and you, so it is easier to contact you. If there is I... distance between us. We can arrange for that. Shouldn't be too hard. I can get them to you uh, either today or first thing tomorrow. Tomorrow um, would probably be good. We're going to be busy today. Oh, I, I see. All right. Well, uh, aside from that, uh, and uh, Scorch comes back in. Uh, he's he's at the door. If he's ready to come in. Uh, thank you, Scorch. Um. Well, we happen to know that Scorch has been uh, very cooperative recently, and he's helped us learn that the Brotherhood of Judgment is, seems to be nothing more than a more extreme group of renegades performing unorthodox experiments. I believe that the world was better the way it was before. No reliance on Aether, old forbidden magic. I believe any form of government is wrong, that the worlds fell apart because of it, yada yada yada, blah blah blah, it's the whole thing. Um, so. Alright, well, thank you for giving me a heads up so we can get ahead of this. Love y'all. Yeah, I mean, we'll be leaving um, for Oradin in about a month, because it'll take, you know, a little while to get there. Um... I think that's everything. Did it? Do we want to ask her to help us get the um, navigator that we were planning to get to get to help us navigate through the difficult terrain? I think Theodore might be able to help us better with that. He is, after all, going to be a member of the Explorers Guild. Yeah, I think I could talk to them and see if we can get somebody, maybe. Also, 
Uh, Thomas, yeah. what speed did you decide on the train? Oh, 50 miles an hour. Okay. That bitch yeah. cruising. Theodore pulled open his notebook and starts doing some math. That thing decimates some wildlife, you know it. <clears throat> Uh, well, um, I did want to ask Guildmaster, um, the, uh, diplomats, emissaries that have come in from the other cities, do you know how many there are? Uh, yeah, there are about, uh, two or three from, from each. I believe there are pairs of two. Interesting enough, actually, um, funny, really. One of your, um, one of the emissaries have, uh, the same last name as you. Curious. What? I mean, I'm assuming Flint Grog's a common dwarvish name? I mean, um. So worried you're. Period and elf. Period is an elf. Okay. She has a dwarven last name, though. Ooh. Yeah. Um, uh, do you know the, uh, first name? Um, let me, uh, see here and go through the papers. Some things escape me at the moment. I've been quite busy all day. Um, da 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 no. No. Uh, um, let's see. Let's grog. Ah, here we are. Dane. Oh. Interesting. That's funny. I've never, um, never, uh, haven't seen anyone with, uh, the same last name is made strange like i said curious but <clears throat> note uh bid you all farewell i have to uh meet with caleb real quick before i get on to other matters yes thank you for your time guildmaster no problem uh adelia did you want to give that to him now or no Nah, as, as the party goes to head out the door, Adeli will hand him the fire lily plant. But she'll hand it to him as we're oh, you out. didn't have to do that. That's, um, thanks, uh, Adeli. I appreciate that. A little uh, something to help them in here. As he's yeah. looking around the office. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been, you know, interesting, I, I guess. Better than, well, better conditions anyway than my last occupation. Uh, yeah, I imagine. This is. Thanks for helping me. Um, though now it's kind of out there, I, I'm worried for Deacon. I hope that he's okay. Well, we'll all keep an eye out for him too, I guess. Hof hopefully, we'll yeah. see him. And as that's coming to a close, and everyone else is beginning to step out. Um, oh, I got some. Okay. As everybody's leaving, 
Micah is going to play up his frailty a little bit and begin moving somewhat more slow and hunch over a little bit and grimace with his steps and uh, like move slow enough that he's going to end up at the room a little bit after everyone else or end up leaving a little bit after everybody else. Uh, okay. And and once everybody like... has left the room, I want to be kind of there at the door, not quite leaving yet. Um, it's actually interesting you say that because at the same time, Laura stands up and uh, kind of uh, reaches out a hand. Um, uh, Micah, do you have a... I'm fine. And he's gonna step over to the door. And after he kind of snaps at her, he's gonna uh, look up. And his scowl is gonna melt away a little bit to show a kind of more sincere face, more similar to how he uh, has looked prior to the last few days. And uh, he's going to say, I want you to know that I don't blame you for what happened to my parents. But after what happened at Leox's estate, I find myself becoming more and more capricious. And when I chose to leave the Order, it was an erratic, spur-of-the-moment decision. But I need time to think about I want before I decide to and then he just kind of frowns and looks at his feet a little bit anyway good day and then he starts to head out from the room all right Laura lets you go and just stands there her composure a little bit more at ease maybe even relieved and uh, Scorch will that's sweet and uh, you'll notice as you're leaving Micah as um, he is given the plant from Adeli you notice the Scorch seems to tear up a little bit before uh, wiping it away with his hand and then going back to work at something at a nearby desk And uh, with that, we'll say you are all out of the room and to what you do is up to you. <laughs> you make a note uh, because gonna... the order will get some bonuses to defenses because of what you have shared. I've got um, class tonight, so I'm going to uh, go and study at my mom's house. Are you going to tell your parents you're, you know, traveling across the country in a month? Um, I, I'll probably tell them a little bit closer to them. Hmm. Understandable, I guess. Uh, Micah, we should probably head home so we can start looking through the cupboards. Oh, shoot. I'm so sorry. I forgot to make an actually semi-important note. Uh, Micah, when you walked into the room initially and you overheard the conversation... Um, I will say, it was the same mem uh, Bureau member that you saw in your dream. And additionally, the Ooh. conversation seemed to be uh, similar at the very end. That was something important I forgot to state. Thank you for letting me know. I'll, um... Yeah. That's, so I'll if play there, it if there's like, any... that's why he was so scowly. I fucking caught it. I fucking caught yeah. it. I, I'm sorry, I knew I was forgetting something, because... No. 
Yeah. I probably would have behaved the exact same, except uh, maybe I would have been a little meaner. So, uh... A little meaner. Alright. But yeah. In the fat, uh, go as you were. So shall we head back to the manor then, everyone? Um. Yeah. Yes. Right, Virian? Yes. Are you sure, Virian? Is this Dane a family member? Jeez. My father. Hmm. I mean, you I must be quite old then. Um, it's it's all a bit complicated. I knew that they were all in uh, Girapura, and I had you know just a slight you know what if feeling. You know what if what if I saw them sooner than I initially thought? And here he is. Uh, I mean, this is a good thing, isn't it? You haven't seen any of your family in centuries. Um, that's that's true. Um, it needs to um, it needs to stay that way. I think. Maybe it's not my place to ask, but why? Um... How do I say it? Um... I made a decision a very long time ago, and, um... They no longer uh, know me. Like, at all? At all? As in, they have no memories of you at all. Yes, for a very long time now. Uh, they are my family, but I am not theirs, and that is the way that I would like to keep it. Oh, I am so sorry, Varian. No, d- don't be. It was a decision that I made. Anyway, my- let's, um... To the estate. I'm just gonna start. But I just kind of pinch the bridge of my nose and start slowly walking back to the the carriage. You see, uh, as you're saying, well, I uh, never mind. Um, 
Are you gone before this conversation takes place, uh, Fyodor? Yeah, I leave, like, after we go out the front door. Okay. I have urgent brick homework. You see Fyodor <clears throat> running. But continue to work, sorry. Yeah, I won't say anything. I just kind of look at the rest of the party, give them that kind of, like, oh, shit, type of look. <clears throat> Um, and I will say nothing and climb in the carriage with Virian. Tell I will climb in as well. Yeah, Mike, I'll hop in and then I'll chart the course back to um, the manor. After the events of what took place during the meeting and uh, at the guild hall, Micah, like, all of the better that he looked today, all of that seems to have sapped away. And he now looks just as bad as he did the day before. Like, it just really took a lot out of him to be a part of that meeting. When we get back to the manor, um, I will immediately go to the kitchen. Um, and I put the, the kettle on and I start making some tea. I make peppermint tea. I I would like to roll a nature check to to see if I think it is a good idea to pour aether on the aether tree or not. Okay, go ahead and give me that check. <laughs> um and also Wow, the, uh, the amount of stuff that I'm getting from people right now is uh, insane. Give me one second here. Let me add to all this shit. Let me add on to that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, terrible. Uh, terrible, three, terrible. It's going to be three silver pieces. Oh, damn. Uh, <laughs> we're about to kill the tree. Oh, uh, buddy. Ooh. My poor, poor garden. <laughs> <laughs> For real. <laughs> um, also, if you want to end up getting the poison thing, unless you guys want to take, well, a trip to the Undercity, um, I'll say that if you, you can want save to, it. Yeah, yeah. So if you want we to can also do that. Well, like, we might need to next session, so. Yeah. Because we have a month of downtime, baby. We got lots to do. So. Yeah, even if it doesn't happen next session, I will you guys to start as a party. Uh, picking the order that you want to start tackling these side quests. Again, you don't have to do all of them. I think it'd be cool if you did all of them. I think but it would let me know the order idea. at least so that I can make sure to have maps and prep and other stuff done. I would like to suggest the similar um, thing that Layla does for downtime in Shadowrun where we take it week by week. Like, this is what's done in week one of the month. This is what's done in week two of the month. That sounds like a good idea. Okay. So that way we don't sort of like get lost because it's easy to get lost in the nitty gritty of what you do every single day. Lost in the sauce. Yeah, like it's it's e it's very easy to spend like an hour shopping or having you know a kitchen episode for something. Yeah, I get well, that. You know, I'm I'm fine with, but also like, you know, yeah, um. Well, real quick, actually, Brandon, because that's like a really cool thing if you want to RP that with the deli real quick before I close out with uh, some final stuff for everybody. 
Well, it's not nighttime right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Told her it's still morning. Yeah. What does Virian go to do when we get back? Good question. Um. Uh, on, the, on the ride home. I on the ride home, literally just just kind of sitting there with a glazed over look. Uh, and then once we get in the house, um, she'll just sit in the in the common room, do doing nothing. She'll just kind of sit there, just just thinking, cup of tea in hand. Yeah, I, I, I bring her a cup of peppermint tea when it's done brewing. I also bring Michael one and make him sit down and drink it. Yeah, Michael will go into the common room as well and uh, drink the tea. It's a good tea. It's peppermint tea. It's got to be good. It's, pepper, it's peppermint tea and it's got like honey in it and stuff. It's good. Oh, gross. Sensational. I feel like Amram has the palate of like a five year old. Like, <laughs> if it's not cotton candy, I don't want it. Chicken, <laughs> ketchup, and cotton candy. That's all he wants. To eat. <laughs> and like that, don't want it, bud. Can't always get what you want. And I. I make them both sit down and drink their tea, and then I go into the pantry and start digging through and see if there's any ingredients in there. Uh, yeah, there's ingredients and other stuff that you can use for whatever. You know, ingredients for uh, the an anti-fucked-up-mica potion. Quality potion. Oh, uh, when you get back, you'll uh, realize that Alf has already acquired uh, the rest of the necessary ingredients. I didn't okay. show it to Alf. Oh, you I'm didn't. hiding from attention. Oh, never mind. Uh, yeah. uh, you don't find them where you're currently looking. Okay, so there's nothing in the pantry. Not in this one, no. Okay. So everybody else is milling about the house, and uh, Micah is in the common room with... Virian, he's gonna um, look a little bit awkwardly as he kind of sinks into the chair and sips on the tea and uh, he's going to say I'm sorry for putting you in the position that you're in right now having to answer to the order and all of that What do you mean? I, I'm the one who volunteered to become a part of the order <clears throat> I know, but I can't help but feel that I pushed you or brought you to this point and then just stepped away. And I just want you to know that I'm sorry about that, for whatever it's worth. It is worth more than you know. But I think you're doing what, what needs to be done. I think after all this time, you're finally thinking about, well, Micah. And not in a selfish way, you know. Micah needs to think about Micah so that Micah can remain well. He nods a little bit. All the same, it feels rather selfish, and I can't help but feel petulant as well. 
You have... You've been through so much, Doifian. You carry it so incredibly well. You deserve to be able to lay down the burden sometimes. And that is what I am here for. I am the one who carries burdens. Take a sip of tea. Yeah, I suspect you may have enough burdens already, but all the same, I appreciate you. That thing, dwarven name that you keep calling me, what does it mean? Oh, um, Dorfia, it means little dove. Ikai. He kind of loudly scoffs at that. <laughs> what made you come up with that? I don't know. I I guess as I saw the way you well, the way you act, the way you speak, the way you fight in battle, it is much like that of the White Dove. And that he kind of nods and he says, That's funny. That's always what I tried to be. Elegant and civil like my parents wanted me to. Like the Order wanted me to. I see that I did a good job putting up the act, but... I don't know. It feels like that's not really who I am. It's been so long since I've been out traveling and doing what I thought was best. Really know who that person who I'm meant to be is. I tried things with the Order, and well, you saw how that turned out. I just don't know where to go from here or what to do. I could see if I could go back, groveling for my place in the Order, but I don't know if that's where I belong. that he just kind of frowns and looks down pointedly into his tea and says, I'm sorry, I'm just further adding to your burdens. Excuse me. No, um... I didn't know where I was meant to be for a very long time. And even now, I'm not sure that this is where I supposed to be. I'd like to think that it is. Um. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Echo. We're roleplaying. Sorry. <laughs> I would like to think that it is um, because it it just feels right. Um. It feels right to be with you and the rest of you. Um, take however long you need. Figure out who you are. And even then, even if you decide, you can change your mind over and over and over again because there is no constant state of self. What a refreshing idea. 
of that, Micah just kind of sits back a little bit more comfortably in the chair and silently finishes the rest of his tea. Virian does the same. He's over. <laughs> Who the fuck is typing so loud? Me and Rick are having a secret chat. Okay. Oh, you just love oh. the rest of us to hang here, huh? You just love the rest of us to hang here to close out the session, huh? The whole time session Thomas's camera has been frozen for me. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Me too. Same. Yeah. yeah. It's been it's been unfortunate. It's been like that the past couple days. Ain't nobody tell him or like I told him yeah, it was like the last session too. It was like the last session too. I told him earlier. Just just for me he's just standing there very intently yeah. looking Yeah he's just yeah, like yeah 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 some let's go Uh, it is 11.07, uh, so with that, unless there is anything else to be had? I want to know the ramifications of my nature roll, Thomas. Oh, right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So, um... Lit the garden on fire. <laughs> so it's something that you, um, you're not as familiar with. Um, I mean, you are familiar with, you know, gardening and nature and everything else, but... Um, you, uh, you know, it's just, it's not something you've necessarily worked with before, but given from, you know, you think it'll work, so you try it. And, thankfully, it works. Okay. Yikes. (laughs) I... Other than that, thank you once again for joining us on the Marvels and Maniacs podcast. I look forward to seeing you wonderful listeners and viewers next week with our 16th session. Maybe it'll be more RP. Maybe they'll have their first brewing encounter. I don't even know what they're going to do, so who knows? But Vape Nation! We don't even know. We're shopping. We're going. We're getting haircuts. (laughs)